Good afternoon. It's, it's really awesome seeing all the familiar faces. Thanks, everybody, for coming. So happy Father's Day. My name is Leon Bow. And a few weeks ago, Father Trout asked me to speak at the Mass. I figured it would be, you know, something short, a brief reflection, something after communion, nothing too elaborate. I'm thinking, hey, you know, this might even be a chance for me to shave a couple of those years off of purgatory. And of course, how do you say no to Father Trout? Well, I soon realized after the first email I received from Deacon George that this would be much more than just a brief reflection. So I open up the email from Deacon George, and the first thing I see is, how to prepare for a homily. What? <laughs> I begin to sweat a little bit. A homily? No way. My throat begins to tighten. This has to be a mistake. Father Trout doesn't want me to actually do the homily, does he? I mean, don't you have to be certified by the bishop for this? I don't even have one of those, those fancy robes. And not to mention, I've only been doing this whole fatherhood thing for two and a half years. I'm, I'm barely qualified. But you know, with today being Father's Day, I get it. Father just wants to take the day off. So don't you worry, Father. This whole homily thing, we got you covered. So, I'd like to begin this evening by recognizing some of the fathers here at Mass with us, the ones far more qualified than I am to be up here speaking. Two perfect examples right here. My own dad, of course, who flew in for the weekend from Florida to surprise me. Dad, thank you, that's just awesome. It's been great having you here. More about you later, though. And my father-in-law, Bill Graham. He is a father to seven kids, many of which are here tonight and a grandfather to 23 beautiful grandkids. Both of these men are fathers of deep devotion, faith, and most important, prayer. We always say if you are looking for Bill and can't find him here at St. Joe's, he's at one of two places. He's at Marytown for his daily rosary, or of course, Julasco. <laughs> and I'd be in big trouble if I didn't also mention my mother-in-law, Lois. She would like me to remind Bill that if she didn't tell him exactly how to do it, when to do it, and where to do it, those kids would have never had a chance. <laughs> Seriously though, all kidding aside, I come to you tonight not as a theologian with some divine understanding of tonight's readings and a meaningful explanation of the Holy Trinity, I'll leave that one to St. Patrick, but simply as a father and a rather rookie father at that. I've been married to my beautiful bride, Nora, for what will be four years this month, and we have been blessed with two exceptional little ladies, Kathleen, a little over two and a half years old, and Caroline, a little over one and a half years old. Yes, you heard that right. Irish twins. I'm not even Irish. <laughs> you know, when I look around tonight's Mass and our parish in general, I see so many fathers here attending Mass with their families, engaged and active in the parish. It really is an awesome thing to see and behold. So, to the father who gets here early and sits his family right up front because he wants to show his kids that Mass is a priority, and to the father who makes sure his children get to put that little envelope in the collection basket because he wants to show his kids that stewardship is important, and to the father who sings loudly and probably somewhat badly 
because he wants to show his kids that worship is important. And yes, to the father that barely made it here, kids kicking and screaming the whole way because he wants to show his kids that mass and prayer are important. I salute you. You see, there were many things you could have done today with your families, and I do hope you were able to enjoy your day today. But by you making Mass a part of your celebration today speaks volumes to your children, your spouses, and your Father in Heaven. So men, here's the bottom line. If we, as fathers, take our faith in God seriously, chances are so will our children. And as the spiritual defenders of our homes, we are literally the tip of the spear, the Navy SEALs of spiritual warfare. And as the spiritual defenders of our homes, you know, who can deny that there is a, a battle raging constantly around us that's wounding our children and our families? So how do we defend them against this? I would say it very simply. It starts with prayer. Please, pray with your families and teach your children how to pray. You see, I am really fortunate. I grew up in a family where my mother and father would lead us in nightly prayer. And at some point during every family road trip, we even prayed a rosary together. My father, such a great man. In fact, he was the best man at my wedding. But you know, he could be pretty tough on me as a kid growing up, and he wasn't always my best friend. In fact, he would tell me quite often while I was growing up, son, I'm not your friend, I'm your father and one day you will understand. I can vividly remember at Mass as a child, my father, and how he would pray intensely after communion. He would, of course, kneel, but then he would slowly remove his glasses, fold his face into his hands, and pray. Wow. What a sight for a child to behold. This simple act taught me so much about the importance of prayer. But I'll be honest with you, there were times in my life when I didn't have much of a prayer life. And then it happened. Life slapped me right in the face. And thank God I had a foundation in prayer to fall back upon. Pray now, baby. Three words I will never forget. It had only been 20 hours since our first daughter, Kathleen, had been born, and something had just gone terribly wrong. <clears throat> As Nora and I were relaxing in the maternity room, Kathleen went completely limp. She had, stop she had stopped breathing and suffered a complete cardiac arrest. So in this total chaos that ensued, I was completely helpless running back and forth between the crash room where the nurses had brought Kathleen into Nora, who was in a total panic, both of us not knowing what was going on. But I knew I had to get a message to my family to pray. So I quickly sent out those three words to my family group text, pray now, baby, knowing that they would see it and know exactly what to do. My father replied just a few minutes later, baptizer.
You know, I still don't know how he understood <laughs> the gravity of the situation with my very brief, you know, three-word text, but he did, and I baptized Kathleen right there in the ICU. And I'd rather not go into every detail of Kathleen's time in the ICU, because as you can see, this is extremely difficult for me to talk about, but I can tell you right now, prayer saved Kathleen's life. She was put into a cooling coma for 72 hours. She had every wire and device you can imagine hanging off of her. The doctors were all saying really, really scary things to us about her future. It was without a doubt the scariest thing I've ever had to deal with as a father. But I had my wife, Nora, and we had hope because we had prayer. You know, while all of this is happening as a parent, of course you feel completely helpless. And as a father, you want to just make all this go away and somehow just fix it, but you can't. So what can you do? Well, one of Nora's cousins sent me a text message a day into this ordeal. He said, pray the rosary, it will bring you comfort. Bingo. Let me tell you, we prayed that rosary. We spent almost 30 days in that hospital and not a day went by that we didn't find comfort, hope, as we prayed that rosary. And at this point, my mother had every Catholic she knew praying for Kathleen, and we had numerous rosaries literally around the world being said for Kathleen. It was simply awesome. I know many people here at Mass tonight prayed for Kathleen, so if, if I haven't already personally thanked you, uh, please know I will be forever grateful for those prayers. Nora and I can't thank you enough. Kathleen was eventually diagnosed with an extremely rare genetic disorder, a fatty acid oxidation disorder. We ended up moving from Florida to Libertyville to be closer to Nora's family and to Kathleen's specialist here at Lurie Children's Hospital. She is a wonderful, smiling, sweet little girl, and she has come a long way in those two and a half plus years. We've had six additional hospitalizations, numerous therapies per week, but she is a fighter, and she's doing really well. And if you're ever here at the 9 a.m. Mass, uh, you can usually find her in the back, in the narthex, using her walker, getting her exercise. You know, without a doubt, she has brought me closer to the Lord and enriched my prayer life. Nora, what you do every day for her is just awesome. I've spoken a lot about prayer tonight, and I wanted to share with you just one more quick story about prayer before I finish. So my eighth grade math teacher, Mrs. Lambert, had just walked up and down the classroom passing out math tests face down on my desk, and I've never been a real math whiz, so I was sitting there pretty anxious, about to turn over that paper and see my probably bad grade. Miss Lambert, probably seeing the anxiety across my face, pulled me aside and she said, you know it's, it's not too late to pray about that grade. <laughs> Confused, I replied back to her saying, um, no, it is too late, you already graded my test. To which she replied, it's never too late to pray. You see, God doesn't experience time in a linear fashion like we do. 
He sees all, knows all, and is all, past, present, future. He heard that prayer you were about to say before I even had a chance to grade your test. I was blown away by the thought of that. And it's so true, it's, it's never too late to pray. So please, as we all prepare to receive the Eucharist tonight, whatever it is that is on your mind, whatever it is you wanna pray about, know that our Father in heaven hears us and he will answer us. Oh, and if you could also please say a little prayer for Kathleen, I'd appreciate it. You, of course, will all be in my prayers. Happy Father's Day to all, and God bless.